Hey, listen. Welcome to the Hey Listen Podcast. My name is Jeffrey Morris. With me today, the wonderful Nathan Wagner. How's it going, Nathan? It is going great. I am here, and it is 8 o'clock. It is 8 o'clock. We are uh, going live about an hour later than normal, but hey, it was for the kids. Everything's fine. <laughs> and uh, if you listen to us on a podcast or after we record live, then you probably didn't even notice. So, uh Thanks for thanks for sticking with us, and of course, also with us is Rob Douglas. What up? So I love this time of year, guys, because the birds are chirping, the sun is out, it's nice and sunny, and E3 is right around the corner. So Woo-hoo. we will be hitting you guys, yeah, with all of our E3 predictions um, on today's show, and so we're all going to make a couple predictions about the big three. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have you guys, the listeners, help us uh, keep us honest and help keep track and hold us accountable. And if we get any of our predictions right or if we're totally wrong, we want you to let us know. Um, you can find all of our personal Twitter accounts on our uh, main Twitter page, which is just at HeyListen underscore games. Um, we actually had a lot of conversations with um, a lot of you guys on there this last week, and it makes it a lot of fun when we can keep the conversation going, you know, in between episodes as well. So definitely check us out on the Twitter. So moving on, before we get into E3, we do have a couple news pieces. We promised you guys that we would be talking about the Destiny 2 reveal, which happened this last week on Thursday. And basically, if you missed it, it seemed like the reveal, they showed the first mission of Destiny 2, which is essentially taking place Mm -hmm. on the tower, uh, which is the social hub of the first game. There's an invasion, and you're going through the tower and defending it from, um, you know, the Cabal invasion. And um, overall, the gameplay looks, you know, similar. I don't think they're changing up too many things. It obviously looks a lot more polished. Um, the lighting looks really, really good. So, like, graphically, it looks great. They're switching up how weapons work a little bit. Um, there's kinetic weapons, and then, I think, power weapons, and then elemental weapons. I- I'm not, sh- not yeah, sure. Yeah, that's that correct. Right? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Basically, power weapons are kind of replacing... Uh, heavy-ish. Yeah, weapons. and then they're actually, I think, moving snipers well, yeah, moving. and shotguns into that that range as well. And so, it's going to be I less of a, a yeah, it's going to be less of I think a shotgun fest in the multiplayer. And then they announced multiplayer <laughs> will be bumping down to four v four for most game modes rather than six v six, which I think could be a, a pretty good move. I think smaller map sizes would be. Um, would be a better thing for Destiny's PvP, and so having smaller uh, multiplayer matches hopefully makes it a little more fun. Um, and other than that, they didn't say a, a whole lot. Um, the subclasses are getting reworked, so there will be some new modified versions of supers, um, and then some of the old kind of um, supers that you did have in the game are kind of being reworked as secondary abilities, and so you'll be able to do a little bit more without having to switch to different subclasses or choose one power or the other. You're, they're kind of giving you a little bit more powers and abilities at your disposal and uh what would you guys think about that <coughs> about the powers about the or powers or yeah just, just about how they're kind of switching up like the subclasses in general like rather than having you know your three main classes titan hunter warlock each with its own three subclasses you're looks like you just pick a one kind of class and then you get kind of multiple powers within your subclass so that you're not switching back and forth between different subclasses anymore like for example the new titan basically he has this cool captain america shield that you can run around with but he also um can just throw up a shield which is almost like a bubble shield that was a super in the first game and um i know like you can still do the striker titan move too so like it looks like you're getting more abilities rather than segmenting them off into i think um i think this is kind of has been done to maybe address the a lot of people complained about the grindiness of destiny one and how to get all those different subclasses, you had to basically play a lot of content, and they were unlocked as you did everything, basically. And so by making it kind of one, it'll take away some of the grinding. Um, It'll be easier for different people to get those different moves and be able to use all three of them instead of having to spend a lot of time leveling up each subclass all the way to the full to get the different abilities. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't really think about that, but now you mention it, I, I remember... I mean, I don't even think I have... My my Titan, who was kind of my third, like not even my secondary character. I don't think I even up, upgraded all of his uh, subclasses just because it kind of was uh, a grind, as you said. But hey, um, as 
as kind of trendsetters. Is Nintendo setting the trend here by doing 4v4 multiplayer in Splatoon? And now Destiny's doing 4v4. Is Bungie taking notes? Yes. Bungie is taking notes from Nintendo on multiplayer shooters. <laughs> what yeah. kind of world are we living in? <laughs> No, that sounds ridiculous. Well, Bungie <laughs> did confirm it, in case anyone was wondering that, no, there's no plans to bring Destiny 2 to the Switch. Um, and they cited the online being the main reason because, you know, the main thing about the Switch is it's portable. This would be an online-only game, so you wouldn't be able to play unless you're pretty much docked or, like, you know, synced up to a hotspot. But uh, yeah. I, I don't It was think a very was tactful a answer, I thought, because they weren't like, oh, yeah, Nintendo doesn't have any online system in place, so we're not going to do it. It was very tactful and nice. Yeah. <laughs> they could have been a lot more negative like other developers. Yeah, think. yeah. Um, well, I mean, it, the Switch isn't really designed for that type of gameplay, Just not just because it's portable and that sort of thing, but because that's what they created it to be, is to be something that wasn't always online and wasn't for the big MMO-type stuff, and Nintendo's never really been an MMO-type person, so... To have Destiny 2 be on the Switch would be kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think the main reason why is because you know what Nathan said is <clears throat> the online system. You don't have a online party chat in Switch. You can't send invites to people. Mm-hmm. You can't even message people. So, like, according coordinating Destiny's social uh, system and game to work with the Switch, I think would be a nightmare in itself. And yeah, so uh, yeah, the technical requirements beyond that too, I'm sure, is there, but. Anyways, overall, um, I thought the Destiny 2 gameplay reveal was great. I thought um, everything looks fun. I'm excited to jump in. I think the main reveal wasn't to show everything that the game has. It wasn't to yeah. show you, you know, all the new areas. You know, even though they did say there are, you know, four new planets that you start off with, just like the original Destiny, where it had yeah. Earth, Mars, um, and the Moon, and Venus. There's four uh, different areas or planets to explore, but they didn't really show us a ton of it. And I think. They focused the reveal on, hey, here's some of the criticisms we got for Destiny 2, or the yep. original Destiny, and here's how we're addressing that. You know, we're changing up multiplayer, we're changing up how weapons work, and there's a more fleshed out classes. story. Yeah, yeah. The, the, that first mission the story looks incredible. is much how easier to understand. It's very straightforward. You know, it's well, not like, going to be kind of the convoluted mess that Destiny One was as far as storytelling goes. Yeah. When like, already, while Destiny One had a story, the, the problem with it was that wasn't the main feature. And this one is already kind of putting you in the premise of you've already done the grinding Destiny 1. Here's something to kind of you go, wait, all my loot just got blown up. So, yeah, (laughs) you know, it's already all all the Destiny 1 players are already like, wait, I have to go get my stuff back. Okay. Yeah, well, being, you know, original day one Destiny player, um, the I always hated how the Vanguard, like these really cool characters, you know, Nathan Fillion, you know, voiced, you know, one of the characters there. Um, they didn't really interact with you. Like they just kind of chirped in every once on your intercom when you flew into missions and stuff like that. It wasn't really until you know the expansion started coming out with Taken King and Rise of Iron that they started putting some more mm-hmm. cinematics and giving those characters a little more, you know, interactions with you, and you got to see them kind of you know be fleshed out. And so I'm excited that from the get go we're seeing all these characters fleshed out right away, and they're building the characters, and like you're in the middle of a battle with these you know main characters from the first one, and so. I'm excited to just see more, you know, character building yeah. in the world. So that'll be that'll be cool. There was a, I think it's important to remember, like you said, Jeff, that this was just the first gameplay reveal. They haven't shown everything they're going to do in the whole game because there was kind of an outcry of like, oh, this is actually just Destiny 1.5, and you know, I think a lot of people were like, they just are kind of forcing this sequel. That it's a lot of it should be stuff that should still be coming to the original Destiny, mm-hmm. um, at least at the. At the, I saw some of that outcry online and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I definitely saw some of that too. I mean, it, if you know anything about Bungie, which I've been following them pretty closely for the last few years since you know I got Destiny, is they love trickling out their information. So they're going to give you the information they've learned from some of their past mistakes of not communicating things regularly, and they're going to keep you know doing streams and reveals and just slowly peeling back the curtain. And um, one thing I really like about them is when they have a new raid, they don't really show it. They just say, hey, you know. This may be just a tiny sneak peek of like what the part of the raid looks like, but go ahead and jump in and like you're going in blind pretty much. You have to figure it out, and it's like a yeah. whole you know big event in the gaming universe because all these different teams of the top players in the world are all trying to be the world first, and so um, a lot of that stuff I think is going to be remain hidden, and they want you to find those secrets and experience it for yourself. But they will they will be putting out more information. You know, we we have till yeah. September. They'll you know put out 
new stuff every month or so, I'm sure. So it, yeah. I think overall looks good. I think a lot of people are interested in it. And uh, I think think they can't wait to hear more. To. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, that's, a, that's a good place to be in. Moving on. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2 <laughs> is delayed till at least April 1st, 2018. And uh, this is not saying it's coming out April 1st, 2018, which would be hilarious if it did come out April Fool's Day, but it's not. <laughs> and no, it's I just... think when they, this first got announced, you know, whatever it was last year, um, I think Last all three of us said oh. there's no way it's coming out next year. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, delayed. we were all like, it'd be crazy if it came out next year, but it's definitely going to get delayed. And lo and behold, yes, guess we got yeah. delayed. They said yeah. they said spring 2018, and then later on, uh, their publisher, uh, I think it's two Take Two Games, said mm-hmm. it wouldn't come out in the fiscal year of 2017, which ends on March 31st, 2018. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it won't come out till at least April 1st. But um, at least we got some pretty new screenshots along with this. Yes. Uh, yeah, they look gorgeous. We tweeted out one of the screenshots. It was just like a forest. It looked almost like a real-life like photo. Like, yeah. I really, really like the aesthetic of the first one, and I'm excited to see you know what this team with the new engine behind the power of the PS4, You know, especially me coming off Horizon Zero Dawn and seeing how <clears> pretty <throat> like the natural landscapes looked in that photorealistic kind of art style. Like, I'm stoked to yeah. just wander around in like this huge world with so much to do. Oh, it's so. gonna be awesome! And you can't go wrong with cowboys. <laughs> True, we we don't get we don't get enough cowboy games. Uh, As kind of skipping down in our news segment because I I feel like this one kind of segues right into this one. Yeah. As Far Cry Five has just proven to us, you can't get enough cowboys. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Cowboys are not specifically involved here. I am calling. No, that's your... true. So Wait, you're not a cowboy. Head. You're from Montana. I thought all Montanians are cowboys. No, or it's Montanan. Okay. What? <laughs> well, the the funny thing is, <laughs> is, is yeah, Ubisoft they announced Far Cry Five. Uh, well, they didn't technically do a full revealing, but they basically said yes, no. we're making Far Cry Five. It's taking place in Montana. They put out a couple short videos, and they kind of just tease it. I think the full announcement comes. Do you know Friday. It? it comes out this Friday. Friday? Yeah. This Friday. It's so it's this week. So we'll, we'll probably talk more about it next week. But uh, my favorite thing is in the press release, uh, they said, we're very excited for the very first time in the Far Cry series history. They We are going to the state of Montana, USA. I'm like, first time in, Mon- first time in Far Cry history. Like, this is the first time in video game history, I think, that Montana's ever been a featured location in a game before. And it's so I think, there's like, I think there's like three games that are featured in Montana. And two of them... What games? What never games? got over a one percent, like a one rating <laughs> on any website. <laughs> no, we just we give Montana a hard time because you know our good friend Nathan here is hails from Montana. So Nathan, how do you feel? Are you excited about being able to adventure in your home state? Are um, you going to buy it now just because of this? I'm so I have to say I am like more curious now that I know that it's in Montana, and I. <laughs> There's like a probably a ten percent chance higher that I would actually buy the game just because it's set in Montana. Because like you said, there hasn't really been a lot of games set in that state, so I'm interested to see their take and their interpretation um, from those what videos. Was it you showed. at like fifteen percent? Uh, <laughs> I, I bought Far Cry Four and had had a good amount of fun with it. Of course, I I got it on sale for like twenty bucks or something like that. Yeah, well, like, those games part, are kind of fun to mess around. Yeah, what's interesting stuff. to me is like it seems like they're advertising or teasing like. Montana is the selling point for this game. Like the fact that you are in Montana running around doing whatever, like it seems like that's what the focus on this game is. Like it's mm-hmm. on that location. And so I find that really interesting. So I'm inter- interested to see what, what happens. It seems like it's yeah, kind of all a the modern other games setting. have kind of been in exotic, exotic settings. Like the last yeah. game was well, like well, tigers and elephants. Which, and which I think is great because they've all kind of been that same kind of jungle tropical thing. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. cool. They're doing something a little different and it's in, in America and, uh, state like you said isn't hasn't really gotten a lot of love in video games so anyways we'll see i mean we don't know anything about it and we'll probably have more for you guys when it comes out so next week we'll we'll talk a lot about far cry 5 we'll give you more info on that next week for sure um our last main news piece um is that surprise another rumor supposedly is now true uh mario plus rabbids kingdom battle this was a leak that happened back in I think January uh, before before the it's Switch been going around for a while. Yeah, yeah. So there's been a lot of people just kind of you know well known kind of leakers and rumored people on uh, Twitter posting that hey 
Ubisoft's making this Super Mario game with the Raving Rabbids, and they're going to dress up in Mario outfits, and it's going to be kind of an RPG, and it's all Ubisoft who's making it, and everyone's like, oh, that sounds insane, but supposedly all these, you know, unconfirmed sources have, you know, said it was happening. But finally, we got official artwork put out of this game, and the official name is Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, and basically it has Mario, Luigi, Yoshi, and Peach... And then four rabid versions who are wearing like the same outfits as those four <laughs> Mario characters. And they have like these really weird looking like guns. Like Yoshi's got like this like rocket launcher thing and he looks like he's like pissed off. <laughs> like I'm like, why is Mario, Yoshi so mad? Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy it because this is the closest you will get to Metroid ever, because Mario has like an arm <laughs> cannon thingy on his hand. And that's as close <laughs> yeah. as Nintendo's ever gonna go to Metroid. He's got like again. a Mega Man like bullet bill like hand thing. Yeah. Like. And like Luigi's I'll be honest, like leaping this just over sounds cover. Like, he looks like Marcus Phoenix from like Gears of War or something like that. Like, <laughs> it sounds like it's too dumb to be true. I'll be no, honest. Honestly, it sounds like it's goofy enough to where I'm like kind of morbidly curious because it's so random <laughs> off the wall. That's a good way to put it. I'm I like, like that. all right, I'll 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 check it out. Definitely. I like that. Morbidly curious about it. Well, this morning, uh, we posted on our Twitter, so you check out the artwork there if you haven't seen it yet. And, like, my favorite part of this whole thing is it has a rabbit dressed up like Peach with a pink and purple arm cannon making this weird, like, sinister face. And she's taking a selfie with, like, a pink camera phone. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) what on earth is happening right now? So I just think it's super weird. Like, I don't understand why this is necessarily happening like you said nathan i feel like it might just be weird enough and strange that it might just be you know a fun game worth checking out uh, can i put a theory out there on this sure, so you totally. know we've been we've been talking a lot about how nintendo is up their marketing lately and they're really targeting the millennials <laughs> and what i think is that every idea that they've put out there and that has been shot down is no that's dumb they took <laughs> all those ideas and they made them into this picture <laughs> To, represent, to advertise Mario plus Rapids. <laughs> oh, like, gosh. It's a Possible. Ubisoft game, so I don't know if this is going to get announced at Ubisoft's press conference or at Nintendo's. It looks like it's, you know, this <sighs> is se- seemingly 99% true. Like, it, it doesn't look like it could possibly be fake. Um, and we got a couple of responses on Twitter. Like, a good friend of the show, Brad Powell, he <laughs> responded and said, like, we're getting this, and yet we can't even get a decent Paper Mario sequel. <laughs> And mm-hmm. so, like, I feel, I feel like you say the same thing, like, with Metroid. Like, Nathan said, like, people have been wanting Metroid. Like, I've been wanting F-Zero, and we're getting a Mario Rabbids game, like, instead. Like, I feel like that's the only kind of a downer or kind of weird thing about this is Nintendo, even though they're technically not, you know, putting their full creative team and, and their own developers behind it, they are yeah. putting money and, you know, advertising and a focus on this apparently come back up the rabbits with Mario characters, which I think is smart. I wouldn't buy it if it was just a rabbits game, but I'm interested yeah. if it's Mario characters. So I don't know. I wonder, I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of pitch Ubisoft made to be able to get the licenses to use. Yeah. I mean, and to partner <laughs> with like, like Mario is like the Holy, you know, Nintendo's Grail, most popular yeah. character by far. Yeah. And like, they don't like, like, Back in, ever since they did, like, all those Philips CDI Zelda games, they've been very protective of their IP. Yeah. And I mean, you think of even, like, Wreck-It Ralph, like, all those stories come out of, like, how hard Nintendo was to work with just to get Bowser in that little opening scene of the Wreck-It Ralph movie and, like, how they had to get approved, like, 40 times. And Nintendo kept, oh, no, Bowser holds this cup this way, not that way. And, oh, you need uh, Bowser bigger than... And, like, here they're saying, oh, yeah, take, you know, all of our Mario characters there and just, you know, go run with it, do your own game. I'm... Obviously, you know, I'm sure Miyamoto or someone else gave some advice, but I find it interesting that Ubisoft, of all people, is the one who is yeah. teaming this up. So I'm excited to see Assassin's Creed uh, Luigi Master Edition because uh, I think that would be awesome. But uh... That would be the best. I would love <laughs> like a DLC in the new upcoming Assassin's Creed game. You get a, be, you get a Mario costume. Yeah. Or a Yoshi costume. I mean, they've done weird <laughs> costumes for like with Bayonetta. Yeah, like with Bayonetta. Remember, they, um, they put some yeah, weird costumes yeah. in and I know the Monster Hunter games have done some weird costumes, so um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if this Here's is open. a good cool. sign of things I'm to come. I'm sure we'll hear, we, hear more about it at E3. Yeah, like we haven't really gotten anything yet for the Switch 
um, from Ubisoft. They do have a couple ports and some other things planned. So this would, I think, kind of be the first big Ubisoft exclusive Switch game that comes out. And, you know, hopefully um, we see some more after that. But, yeah. Yep. Sweet. All right. So look forward to more news on that. But we are here to give you our E3 predictions. This is... Uh, one of our favorite shows of the year because we just get to wildly speculate, which is always fun. Um, so we're going to start off with Microsoft, and we're going to go through Sony and Nintendo as well. And we're each going to go through um, just kind of the big three there, and we're going to give three predictions each for our E3 show. So the rules here, um, we cannot have the same prediction. And so yes. I like I like what... Nathan wrote here, he wrote, for example, if Rob predicts the Half-Life 3 is going to be announced exclusively for Nintendo Switch, I cannot also do that prediction, which <laughs> I really hope really that... a really good prediction. I really hope that's one of your predictions now, because <laughs> the internet would hey, cease no to exist. no stealing of, like, of my would, predictions. That would break the internet right there. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to just go ahead and start with Microsoft, and I think we're just going to do uh, one, one prediction each. So who would like to start for us? Robin style, I think. Um, I will start. Okay. So uh, my first prediction for Microsoft is that the uh, Xbox Scorpio, whatever the final name is, will retail for 499 US dollars. Ooh. Okay. So right. 500 right. for the Scorpio. How much yeah, is so the How much is the One S right now? You know? The One S right now is, I believe, it's at 300. 300. Um, is it that low? I thought it was still at 350. But. I think there's a 350 edition that is a one gigabyte, and there's a oh no no yeah no, there's I, a five terabyte or not one terabyte yeah not gigabyte. yeah I think yeah. the 350 okay. one yeah I think it's actually two terabytes oh two um, oh there is a two right. terabyte version I'm not sure if it's 350 or if it's more but okay. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. It, it's so confusing with the one S because there's so many different models yeah. and bundles out there but I, I but think I think the 500 could totally happen um, I think if it's any more Phil than Spencer that Microsoft's asking about for how. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Phil Spencer talking about how it's like that Scorpio is built to sit alongside the Xbox One S and how it's going to be kind of the premium product meant for kind of the hardcore gamers who want to spend that much money on it. Um, they're not going to try and push it completely only to the general public, etc. So I think 500 makes sense. Um, we'll sit see. I think if go that high, the Xbox, like they think people are going to want an an old xbox one and the scorpio together like plugged in no no no. TV. like they'll they'll sell both of them oh like, okay so like but it's the two xbox separate markets but the they're people. not okay that makes yeah sense. two separate markets basically sorry gotcha. i was a little bit unclear but yes <laughs> that is my first prediction okay um my first prediction for microsoft is i think we are going to see a new battletoads game i think the time has finally come Nostalgia is everywhere for Nintendo, Sony. Um, Microsoft hasn't played on their nostalgia very much, mostly because you know they haven't been as along or around as you know as long as Nintendo and Sony. But uh, they have acquired you know Rare and the Battletoads license. They did Rare Replay, which was received really really well. And they've been teasing something Battletoads related for a while. I think it they makes have. total sense for them to do you know a. Even if it's not you know a full fledged game, maybe even like a twenty dollar Xbox Live Arcade type game of a Battletoads, whether it's remixed, you know, with old levels of the new, with new graphics or characters or levels, or if it's just a completely new one, like they they have all that sitting there in their pocket. And I think that they're going to want to get in on all the nostalgia that's been going around in the video game industry. So new Battletoads. So it, it would play similar to like the original kind of Battletoads, yeah, like side scrolling. Yeah, and, it will be a side yeah. scroller beat 'em up. I don't know if it'll be just like a hand-drawn 2d art style or maybe even going back to some fancy type pixel art um hopefully yeah. not you know um bad 3d models in a 2d side scroll i mean that can be done well <laughs> it's it's hard but i, I think i'd love to see like a hand-drawn you know beautiful kind of hd animation style battletoads game i think that'd be awesome i would totally be into that we haven't, we haven't seen we haven't seen a lot of exclusives for the xbox xbox uh, side of things lately so i think that would be an easy one for them to put out there perfect all right rob rob all right so my first prediction is that microsoft will give us a 30 second or less teaser of master chief for a new halo game okay. Ooh. so are you for talking like halo like, 6 yeah halo, halo 6. 6 yeah okay 
Okay, so thirty seconds or less. Just a tease. I think it's not, not going to be a full. I think reveal. it's just going to be like what was it? Uh, when they teased uh, Halo uh, Five and they showed the, oh, the, the fifteen poncho? seconds. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be something the... just like that. Good. They're going to think it's going to work. They do love work. their their brief Halo teases. <laughs> they do. That's, so. that's a pretty good one. Well. I mean, <clears throat> I think that's good. I can just jump into my next prediction right here. It kind of goes along with that. I think um, not just Halo 6. I think they're going to announce a new Halo spinoff game. Because Halo, like I said, is one of their main exclusives that they have. People, you know, whether or not they like the new ones, they still have nostalgia for the old ones. And yeah. so I think they're going to take that brand, that character. They, you know, they tried Halo Wars earlier this year. I think that one kind of flopped or came out at the wrong time. People didn't give it a lot of attention. But they're going to try to put the Halo brand on some type of new genre of a video game. Do you have oh. a prediction for the genre? Uh, I honestly have no idea. I, I, I didn't think that far ahead. Um, I know they've kind of messed around with strategy stuff, so I don't think they would go the strategy routes. Yeah, if it's with, not, Halo, not a shooter, just... then I'm not really sure what else that would be. I don't think they would necessarily do a Halo RPG or a Halo platformer, but I don't know. I feel like they're going to take some risk and do a Halo spinoff game. Um, Halo Racing. Halo, oh, I would be down for Halo like Racing. Like Warthog like, Racing? No, yeah. no, no, like Warthog, Ghost, Scorpion, like all of them in like, kind of like a Diddy Kong Racing style. Like a kart <laughs> racer? I would love a new kart racer. That, that would be, be, that would be hilarious. Cool. <laughs> it would be great. super weird, but I would love it. <laughs> oh, that would be very strange. All right, so uh, my next prediction is that the Avengers game from Crystal Dynamics will be shown off at the Microsoft conference on stage and will be announced for 2018. Ooh, I almost forgot about that game. Yeah. I think that's going to be shown at the Microsoft show. Yeah, so I think it, they'll, like, it's uh, Square Enix. Square Enix kind of had that partnership with uh, Tomb Raider um, that's right. in the past. And Sony already has, like, a ton of third-party partners and stuff like that. Microsoft needs some. So I think it makes sense for it to be at Microsoft and to be shown off there. Yeah, no, that, that's a smart prediction, especially with, you, you know, Spider-Man's exclusively coming to Sony. Even if it's not exclusively for Xbox... Um, I mean, it could be um, showing it you get at that marketing. the, the yeah. Microsoft marketing and associating it with the brand would be smart. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nice. So. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool to see more of that game at E3. Rob. <clears throat> All right. So my other prediction is um, that they're going to do another Sea of Thieves type. Uh, you know, like they had the trailer last year where they had all the different like people playing it. Yeah. And it was super awkward. I think they're going to do another one of those. Oh, no. And they're not going to give us any new info on the game itself. They're just going to do another one just of those. And basically hope that... so, like, they yeah. won't announce a release date. They won't, like, give us any, like, new mechanics or anything like that. They'll just no, do it again and be like, they're we're still gonna making do, this game. They're just going to make, like, this kind of, hey, we're still doing this. And then sort of more information to come soon. Mm. And then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could see that happening. Okay. I, I think they have to like say something about it because you know they announced it two years ago and then last year they did that thing. I think yeah, no, that's my, that's my thing. I think at this point, I I think I'm something. relying on Microsoft letting us down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's somewhat reliable. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Um, Matt B in the comments, he said my prediction is or his prediction is that they don't make a banjo game to announce so he doesn't care because he's not even <laughs> and I, uh, I totally feel that playing ukulele i'm like i almost kind of wish they'd put a new banjo game out but at the same time i don't trust microsoft to make a good new banjo game so i don't know you know if i'd even want that but i will say i've been listening to the nuts and bolts soundtrack this week i like was listening to it as i was playing yuka and uh that soundtrack is amazing like they grant kirkhope remixed all of the original banjo tunes um, he did it with a full like live orchestra, and it's like beautiful, amazing, like nostalgic music. So check that soundtrack out if you haven't haven't listened to it. Better than the game. It is better than the game. <laughs> Can confirm. Um, so my last right. uh, prediction is that Microsoft is not going to show any like double A or above, basically above indie games uh, for the Xbox One. It's all going to be shown. On Xbox Scorpio, all footage and games that they will show are going to be basically trailers or announced for Scorpio. 
And I think we're going to enter a new era where we're going to start seeing trailers and seeing games being announced, and they look really nice. But it's going to be that up-res, fancy 4K, yeah. good lighting, pro edition of games. We're not going to really see anything really announced for Xbox One. Microsoft has said things will still play in your Xbox One, but I don't think they're really going to say, hey, now coming to Xbox One. I think every announcement is going to be coming to Scorpio November, or coming to Scorpio this fall, or every big announcement they make, I think, is going to be yeah. worded that way. So, Yeah, that makes sense. Well, it'll kind of be sad because then, you know, you won't know exactly how good the games will actually look if you have an older console that's yeah. still compatible. Like, so. You can't really compare them side by side because, like... That is going to make the original Xbox owners feel like theirs isn't good or isn't pretty. Like, yes. you can't really sell one without making the other one look bad, I guess. So, like, it'll be interesting. Like, it's just a weird dilemma that they'll be in. They want to show the best version of the game, but they don't want to show a bad version at the same time. I don't know. All right. So, uh, my last prediction is a little bit out there, but we'll see what happens. Uh, it is Warner Brothers will announce a new game as a part of the Arkham series, but you will not play as Batman. You will play as Robin or Nightwing only. Oh, gosh. I hope not. I, I like don't want to play a game as Robin. <laughs> I like it. No, I think that's very, like, screw you fans. <laughs> Why would you want to screw they the fans? They played as Batman, like, four games. You know, you got to do something different. There was, like... They were make uh, WB Montreal was making that Suicide Squad game and that got canned. So you know they're like, well, we got to do something. So <laughs> that's that's my prediction, my all out there crazy prediction that probably won't happen, but not fun if you don't. All right. I hope they go with something completely different. Like Robin is almost like too close to Batman. Like you could play as Robin in the last games and it felt very similar. I hope they even even if they do stay in the Batman universe, they go with some other character who's totally totally different but i would love to see a new new game by that team for sure i'm definitely interested so all right, all right. Bob? That, all right so my final one? prediction for the microsoft one is that they will spend a large a significant chunk of time promoting windows 10's new gaming program oh yeah that they're going to spend a lot of time showcasing a lot of their old games on this Windows 10 thing and talking about how this is the way that gamers are is changing the future of gamers. And they're not going to really announce a lot of new content. They're just going to show off this Windows 10 thing with all these old games. Over under five minutes. <laughs> Over. Over five minutes. All right. Over five minutes. So I'm thinking like, like a Microsoft 10 gaming service, you think? Right. Not really. A yeah. Game, well, it's but... Windows 10 just got updated this week to have like it has a new like gaming app built yeah. in, and all games that you run on Windows 10 now run through this app, yeah. or are supposed to, or you can. It's sort of like a Steam Hub type thing. Okay. Well, you can't. Re- I don't think you can buy games on it, and so I think they're going to spend a lot of time talking about it, and yeah. showcasing it. That makes right. sense. I'm sure they'll mention it. We'll be, we'll be interested to see if they spend a lot of time on it or not. All right, well, we need to move a little more quickly here if we're going to get through all of our predictions. So uh, let's go and jump into Nintendo next. I will go ahead and start us off. Before anyone else can say it, Nintendo's going to drop the bomb, end of their press conference, Metroid, first-person shooter, 2018. It's happening. First-person shooter? (laughs) First-person shooter. It might be Metroid 24. It might have a new title. We're going to see a new fully-fledged first-person shooter metroid game i think it's going to be just a short short tease maybe like 10 seconds of some type of footage or a cinematic with like a logo saying hey if you bought your switch here's something to look forward to next year we're not going to go into it in depth but it is coming and then the internet will lose their minds for the next year while they're waiting for it <laughs> that's true i think that that would be a very smart move by nintendo would excite a lot of people i mean if it's in the uh, works it, it's gotta they gotta say something i, I would yeah. think but anyways we'll, we'll see what are you, Rob, what are you I actually, actually, I'm going to tag off of yours because my one of my predictions for Nintendo is that they will not mention Metroid, F Zero, or Star Fox <laughs> oh, at wow. all. No sci-fi franchises, huh? They won't mention a single one of those. No Metroid. That's I, I can definitely see F Zero and definitely Star Fox. Like uh, they burned Star themselves Fox in that. Gone but, yeah, at least for five hey, years. They did not burn themselves of F Zero. They are ignoring F Zero. They burned yes. themselves out in Star Fox. <laughs> you, can, you can say that. Okay. So, 
Um, my first Nintendo prediction is that uh, Animal Crossing Switch will be announced for release in spring of 2018. Okay. And it'll so have some kind of... About a year campaign. after the Switch comes out? Yeah, so probably like March, somewhere around there. Um, and it'll be new Animal Crossing game completely redone with HD assets. Um, hopefully it'll be really good. I don't know what the quirk will be this time. but And then it'll have like some kind of companion with the mobile app that's supposed to be coming out sometime this year i think the quirk is that the switch is portable so you don't need to play a console version and have a different version on your 3ds or whatever you can just have it anywhere you want to go and it looks great you can play it whenever you want and like those games are so you know high quality yeah. games that have so much stuff in there to do like they just need to put it out and say it's animal crossing on switch you can play it anywhere yep. and it'll sell like hotcakes so <laughs> i'm sure, yeah. I'm sure right. it'll be good they don't need it the kitsch, but um, all right. My next prediction: I think Virtual Console is officially announced at E3. I think this is something they're going to talk about just for a few minutes, probably like two, two or three minutes or less in their uh, presentation. And I think uh, it's going to be launching this summer. Uh, they're going to announce the first kind of wave of online games that will be coming out because they had already announced previously they're going to remaster some old games with online. And um, I think we're going to see some type of promotion with either discounted games when it launches, similar to the Wii U, or you are going to get um, loyalty discounts for purchasing games on uh, 3DS or Wii U. No, this is a big one. I have faith that it might happen. Wow. (laughs) That is a very trusting presentation or prediction of Nintendo. I'm hoping. I mean, they've been holding off. They've said, like, zip about Virtual Console the entire, like, everything about the Switch. They haven't said anything. They said, yeah, Yeah. it'll come soon. We're going to do some online stuff, but that's all they've said. And so I think now is the time to have everyone's attention. It would be a great time to drop that bomb and get people excited. All right. My my next prediction is that they will spend a majority of those, or they'll spend about five or probably about five or ten minutes, talking about their mobile games that are coming out. So they'll talk about Zelda, they'll talk about Animal Crossing, and they're going to announce a Pikmin mobile game. Oh, I would love a Pikmin mobile game. That would be Pikmin awesome. mobile game could be really I'm, cool, actually. I'm dropping, the, I'm dropping the bomb on that one. I'm hoping for a <laughs> Pikmin mobile game. I like it. Yeah, I, could be really I would kind of be surprised if they talked about their mobile games. Like, I feel like E3 isn't really the place to do that. but I think know. they're going to do it. I mean, it's Nintendo. They like to do things differently. Well, I know last year they, I don't think they announced it in their presentation, but during their Treehouse streams that they do, they did do a couple sessions with Pokemon Go and interviewing those people. That's true. And obviously that blew up to be a huge thing. So I think they have everyone's attention that if they do announce something mobile related, they they will get, you know, some fanfare. from The world would listen. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, uh, My next prediction then, kind of similar to Jeff, uh, Virtual Console will launch... Um, but it will be completely different. It will launch with the price of $5 per month, or you can pay $60 a year. Um, it will include um, kind of a rotating list of different games you can get on there, and it will launch with GameCube games in the fall alongside their online service. So you think it's launching in the fall, and it's just going to be streaming now? Yes, it will be streaming, or you can download maybe purchases. like the Xbox Game Pass rather than the individual purchases. Okay. So, I think it, as much as I would love that, it's too good of a deal for Nintendo to do that. <laughs> that might be true. This is one I was like, I don't know if this is going to actually happen, but I would love it to happen, and we'll see what happens. Like yeah. Nintendo, I mean, awesome. they've been paying attention, obviously, to how other uh, game makers and stuff like that have been kind of monetizing um, with monthly yeah, I mean, that, You think so. of like PS Now, like that didn't really take off. I mean, it's still there. They're still adding new games. I'm sure there are subscribers to it. But for the most part, like it's not a huge part of most PlayStation 4 owners' um, gaming time. They're not really spending time on PS Now. And I think the main reason is they don't have as much nostalgia and classic titles to fall back on. Like, sure, you can play I the Uncharted games too again and all that stuff. Yeah, and it's, it's 20, 20 bucks. A month, it's, it's too which, expensive. Which That's... is crazy. And so if Nintendo did one for $5 with all those great Nintendo games, I would be all in for that. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be great. So. All right. Um, so back to me. Um, my last one, I was thinking about the Switch. I'm like, okay, Virtual Console makes sense. Metroid doesn't doesn't necessarily make sense for the Switch's hardware and stuff yet, other than it just being a new console. 
what's something that you can play with those Joy-Cons and play it's a, you know, kind of a fun party game that's not one to switch. And I thought of Mario Party. I think they're going to announce a new Mario Party. Um, I think the time timing is okay because Mario Party 10 you know, came out two years ago now. Didn't receive a super good reception. Um, it was just okay. So I think now is the time to say, hey, we can revive Mario Party. We can put a little more effort mm-hmm. into it. Do some really cool Joy-Con stuff like we showed you. We know how to develop really well with 1-2-Switch. And uh, I think that will come out um, at the end of the year. So Mario Party Ooh. announced for end, end of the of year at least. Will, it, will right. it be out of the car? <laughs> I sure oh, hope yes. it's out of the car. <laughs> then again, I, I, I have no idea. I, I could totally see them not, not doing that because uh, – of the Joy-Con situation, I think they could make a game that works with just two Joy-Cons where you're passing it around or sharing and stuff like that. So, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I think, Um, I think it's going to be revival though. It'll look look a little different for sure. Right. Shout out to Matt. He just said one of his predictions for the Nintendo is that the breath of the wild, uh, second pack of, uh, DLC will be shown at E3. That'd be awesome. Um, but my, my prediction, my last prediction for Nintendo is that besides, uh, obviously they'll talk about Mario. Now I already mentioned the the mobile games. They will only talk about third party games after that. They won't mention a single other Nintendo property. You are insane. I know. I I just I'm going bold on this one. You had Metroid. I have this one. Someone, someone. I think it was you, Jeff. Said their presentation is confirmed to be like an hour long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, There's no way they can fill up hour, in, right? like that long with only third party games i i'm i'm calling it i'm a i'm a that's my crazy weird prediction a big chunk of it will be mario for sure and they you know have a couple other games that they'll probably talk about like splatoon xenoblade some previously announced ones but if we got some third party surprises i would love that but uh i think like nate said that's That'd be crazy if they got a bunch of those. I might be throwing a point away on that one, but I'm just saying that they'll talk a good majority, maybe not majority, but almost half the time will be spent on third party. All right. Cool. All right. My last prediction prediction for Nintendo is that Retro's next project will be revealed as a new IP. It will not be at Metroid. It will be an open-world RPG-type game. Why would it be Metroid? It would be Donkey Kong, if anything, right? We get, get yeah. a well, Donkey Kong trilogy. A lot of people are like, Retro's working on Metroid Prime 4. Like, everyone, there's a lot of people who are saying that. Um, no, no, for sure. Almost all of the people who worked on the Prime games don't work at Retro anymore. They've moved on to other studios and stuff like that. So yep. I don't think it'll be a Metroid game. I think it'll be a new IP, and I'm going to say open world RPG type game. But I'm not awesome. as confident. Nice. Yes. I think that'd be cool. Retro is such a great developer to see them to take on a genre like that i think would be a lot of fun although it would be very hard to follow breath of the wild but we'll see (laughs) yeah Yeah. um great all right so we got about 10 minutes left here to talk sony our sony predictions uh my first prediction is kind of a non-prediction because i'm saying that they will not talk about kingdom hearts or if they do it will still not have a launch window or launch year there will still be <laughs> wow. a tba if they talk about it at all if at all kingdom hearts wow. is going to get the shaft again we, we were talking about uh, not having the same prediction i was going to say the same thing about kingdom hearts 3 <laughs> like oh, really? it's not going to be mentioned at all okay so all right. i'm I gonna go ahead with my first prediction then kingdom hearts 3 We'll get a new trailer. <laughs> it will be announced in 2018, and it will feature Star Wars Star oh Wars Worlds. I like it. You're insane. There's I no wish. way. No way. It, it <laughs> is been working forever. On this game forever. At some point, there was a rumor going around that at some point they were kind of like, all right, we just have to finish the game and kind of cut our losses. It's not going to be – it's not ever going to get done if we don't do anything. Like, there was a rumor going around – that that was going to happen and it was going to come out in 2018. I saw. They're too busy um, making 2.753 HD collection mega remix. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see who's right on that one. Well, one of us is going to be right on that one, so I'm excited to yep. see what happens. I, I I like it. All right, my first prediction is that there will be another huge big trailer for Death Stranding. But it still will not showcase no. any gameplay, story, or any other details. It'll just be gameplay. as confusing and dark and cinematic as the last two have been. So I would you know, laugh. I heard a uh, 
a um what's the name of the dude who's making it i forget kojima uh kojima yeah kojima i heard a kojima quote that the game of uh death stranding has already started he said so you know Maybe the game is just in our minds and it'll never actually be playable. <laughs> maybe it's just a. Uh, maybe it's just he's gonna keep showing these videos for the next like twenty years and never <laughs> release a game. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. I just want to see how long I can keep everyone's attention for my weird project. See how much weird crap. You I know, can make. I really hope you're wrong, Rob, because I just think they should try and actually make the game. But I would not be surprised if that happened. Right. That'd be funny. Um. Yeah. All right. Like I said, Nintendo has Virtual Console. They're announcing for nostalgia. Microsoft's announcing their Battletoads nostalgia. Sony, for their nostalgia, announcing, finally, a new Sly Cooper game built oh. from the ground up just for PS4, reimagining with bigger worlds, uh, but heavily inspired from the original series, similar to kind of how uh, they brought Ratchet and Clank into the PS4 era. It it will be a complete reboot. Will involve elements from the past game, but it will be a new PS4 experience. Same voice made, actors. Question, question for you. Made by Sucker Punch? Because that's who made the original side games. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and say made by Sucker Punch. Okay, because they're. I I think they'll be at E3 for sure. Because the last game they released was Infamous Second Son. It's yeah. been a been a bit since then. Jeff, All right. I just fell in love with that prediction. <laughs> now Rob's gonna cry oh. if it doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, I I will I will cry big manly tears. No, I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> I mean, what what do they have out for like the whole platforming genre or like the family friendly genre? Like they have they have Mac. Crash Bandicoot is coming yeah, back. They have the Crash you remix, know. which eh, looks okay, um, and then they have the Knack Two, which. People yes. laughed when they announced that. So Sly Cooper, I think, would be a very smart move. All right. Well, we'll see. So I realize that my my next two predictions both have something to do with Naughty Dog. So I'm actually going to give my next two predictions at the same time. Okay. Because I feel okay. like – so first off, I think that Sony is going to do a – it's going to announce another throwback series because they have uh, Crash Bandicoot coming out here. I think they're going to do Jackson Daxter. Jack and Daxter. Oh, They're going to do Jack that. and Daxter on PS4. Remastered for PS4 is what they're going to announce. And then my second one is that because Naughty Dog is kind of their love child right now, they're yes. going to spend the largest portion or the biggest chunk of time will be on The Last of Us 2 and Uncharted Legacy. Lost Legacy, okay. Lost Legacy, we'll see. Yep. I, I mean, thinking... uh, Last of Us Two, like that game is still a long ways off. But I, I think they're going to spend. I think we'll get like wait, more we'll talk get... and teaser, and maybe a little we'll... gameplay. Remember who we're talking we'll about get... here, though, Nathan. Sony is the king of showing trailers and announcing things years before they finally come yeah, out. Yeah, but they're not going to have like. I mean, they're not going to spend a ton of time on it. It'll be like a little teaser, another to add to the mystery. They won't show gameplay yet. Dude, think. we got a full gameplay for God of War, Detroit Becoming Human, and Days Gone last year. And where are those games? Nowhere. That's true. We'll see. So <laughs> I'm saying, I'm I calling it. Sony is the king of showing a full-fledged demo for a game that's not coming out for another two years. That is true. It's a very good point. Looking at Final Fantasy VII and uh, <laughs> the Kickstarter for Shenmue Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know matt in the comments actually just said that he thinks sony is gonna let square show the final fantasy 7 remake but yep. it won't be a release date still and i don't think he doesn't think that it'll say first on ps or playstation anymore it'll oh really take that exclusivity you think away. that game you think yeah. that ex- i think that deal is already done i don't think there's anything they can do to retroactively do it but maybe I mean, maybe there is there might be a time deal if they didn't get out or announced in a certain time i don't know there's <laughs> yeah I a guess lot of things be... uh, stipulations i mean sony dropped i remember rhyme that was supposed to be an exclusive game and it the reviews just hit i think this week for it and it's getting really good review scores and i bet sony's kind of kicking themselves for letting that one go multi-platform that's true yeah they were originally oh, yeah. published on that so Alright, uh, then my next prediction is that Bloodborne 2 will be announced for release uh, next spring. Mm-hmm. PS4. 
this has been kind of moving around for a while. Um, the developer, uh, they usually release games kind of in the springtime. They, they don't want to have a super long time in between, like, the announcement of it and the release. So it will actually come out next spring, and it will get announced here at E3. I, I think it's a very realistic one. That's probably the most realistic kind of a... prediction besides saying Mario is going to be at Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways, my last one I think is also a pretty safe one as well. Um, I think there will be... Sony will spend their showtime to show a new Destiny 2 cinematic trailer as well as uh, brag... Uh, multiple times about the Destiny 2 exclusive content. <laughs> uh, they've already kind of said that P- Destiny 2 will continue to be the best place to play Des- Destiny, just like they did all the time with the first one with exclusive exotics and maps and strikes. But I think they're just going to keep wagging that in front of people's faces saying, Destiny 2 looks awesome. Everyone's going to get it. It's going to be one of the, this year's biggest games. Get it for PlayStation 4, not the other one. PS4 is a place to play Destiny 2. Look how pretty it looks on the Pro. Look how great um, all of our new exclusive stuff is. Um, and like it or hate it, I think that's going right. to be a big part of their... Well, not a big part, but I think it's going to be a part of their press conference. Yeah. I'm, uh, I am think I think that makes sense. I'm really curious to see how PC players react to if they're not getting like that yeah. stuff that's getting a PS4 Pro. Like, PC players are crazy. I think they'll be <laughs> very upset with that yeah i mean the pc version they've already kind of slipped on saying it's probably not coming out the same day as console versions yeah we'll have a higher frame rate it will run at you know up upwards of 60 frames per second 4k resolution it'll look best it'll control great but it's not going to come out the same time and obviously if they have exclusivity deal for sony not only xbox players are missing out now but another group of players two-thirds of your you know users are missing out so interesting all right. Well, then my last prediction is that Days Gone will uh, release this fall on PS4. I think it's realistic. I think I that mean, game one of uh, has been in development for a year, long right? time. Yeah, one yeah, of these exactly. has to. <laughs> and especially with Last of Us 2, they don't want those games releasing too close together because they both kind of feature zombies mm, yeah, of some sort or another. Mm, so I think this true. fall makes sense. And Ben has been working on that game for a while. Yeah. The well, last game they released was the... Golden Uncharted Golden Abyss on Vita. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Days Gone, I think, totally makes the most sense for those reasons you said. And I think it's more likely than God of War or Spider-Man coming out this year. So. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Well, those are our E3 predictions. So uh, I think we're just going to see, you know, after E3 happens, we'll, we'll c- come back real quickly on the show and see who got the most out of their predictions right out of out of the three of us. Um, and I think that'll, that'll be fun to see what happens. So before we leave, uh, we will always like to leave you with what we're playing this week. Um, I've been playing some more ukulele still, and I've been loving it. It's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed the platforming. I haven't really seen a pure plat- 3d platform like this in so long with just all these great 3d platforming elements. Um, the, pretty much the only thing I don't really like about this game is some of the the boss battles. Like my most f- biggest frustrations have been with the boss battles with this game. Like there's <laughs> a, two of them in particular that I think are just really poorly designed and they don't really test your skills and it just comes off as just overstaying its welcome and making you keep trying it over and over again, which just is a big time waster. And so that's been the only thing I haven't really liked about the game, but like all the things I don't really like, so like the boss battles, and there's also some mini games that aren't so great. A lot of those things were kind of like Kickstarter, like stretch goals, but like the main core of the game, the heart of the game, the platforming has been amazing, and I've loved it. And so um, overall, and the music I, is great. Yeah, I love the music. I wish there was more music. I will say that. Yeah. Um, I wrote, but what's there is is really really um, good, and it's you know it gets you right in the nostalgia as you're playing. And you know my brother came over this weekend. He's not a huge gamer but you know he played a lot back in when we were growing up and i had it running in the background when he walked in the door and he looked at the screen and he's like wait like that looks like that that one game with the bear and the ban- banjo or something i'm like yeah it's made by the same people like even the music sounds the same and he heard like the little, rah, 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 like the little voice acting and he's like oh this is like awesome it reminds me of that game totally so <laughs> if even somebody nice. doesn't necessarily you know play a lot like still remembers it and thinks it's cool i think they you know they definitely captured the spirit of it 
Yeah, for sure. Um, other than that, I did play Injustice 2 this week. Um, and uh, I the story mode I thought was well done. Overall, the game looks really, really pretty. I think it's a pretty solid sequel. Don't have a ton to say about it other than it's, you know, it's been pretty fun. I, I haven't really messed with the online I did two matches and I lost both of them, so I probably won't even touch that. But <laughs> yeah, the the story's good. The new characters are awesome. The supers like they just you know go over the top, and it's a little easier to get combos, which is um, pretty fun. The loading times are great. Like that's one thing because uh, I had a couple people watching as I was streaming it this weekend, and they pointed out like, wow, these loading times are super fast. Like coming from playing Street Fighter Five, which has like it takes like over like a minute and a half to just load the main menu, like. I loved how quickly I was able to start up the game um, and just play it, which is, it makes it fun. It's never fun when you're having to wait to redo challenges or fights and having to load everything again. So um, I had fun. And you played a little bit too, Nathan. You came over last night. What did you think of it? I did. I liked it a lot. Um, I, Like you said, the loading times actually really surprised me. But um, the new characters that they added in, um, I felt like they did a good job of making them uh, – pretty fun and new and having interesting moves etc yeah and then the, kind like of the, some of the they weren't samey characters like they're all yeah, like gorilla yeah, grob exactly. there's no one like a giant gorilla in injustice so yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then the the new character or the old kind of returning characters they did a good job of kind of i think making their their combos and their moves and stuff kind of more fun and more interesting than the first game like i had a ton of fun playing the first game but some of the characters i felt like kind of ended up being very like clone somewhat similar to each other a little bit cloney mm-hmm. and stuff like that and so i played this one me and you were just kind of playing multiplayer last night and i played most of the characters and they all felt pretty unique i mean granted i only played like an hour hour and a half or yeah. something like that but hmm. it's pretty cool a, yeah it's, that's good it's that's, great. that was one of the biggest complaints about the first injustice so it's kind of cool to see that they fixed that yeah, yeah I, I think they took a lot of feedback from the first one there's even like a multiverse mode where you go in and do all these different challenges as characters and you unlock like loot boxes constantly and stuff and so i think there's there's a lot of meat in the game there and it's it's pretty great i just don't like how there's day one dlc and the characters cost six dollars per character so i i did not buy it i was renting it but i think i will definitely wait you know a year or so wait for that game of the year edition and uh pick that up so but it's a solid game it's really fun um and then last i did want to give a shout out to marvel heroes omega um i I've uh, been playing that. It officially launched open beta today, which is pretty much the full game. You can play through the entire story mode. Um, And what I do like about it is you can play any character up to uh, level 10. So you can try out all the different characters before you purchase any characters with real money or anything like that. Um, So you did get to try all the different little Marvel heroes. And there are X-Men characters. You can play as your favorite X-Men, which is really cool. Oh, wow. um, Because Marvel's kind of been pushing x-men out of things so um it's cool and it's you know it's just like a diablo ultimate alliance type gameplay and so uh definitely check it out it's free free to play and so you can download that try it out and uh um i I think most people who are fans of either diablo or even just marvel games or characters in general will like it they put all the guardian guardians of the galaxy in there too and um yeah it's it's a lot of fun i'm looking forward to play it with like you guys and you know some some of the other friends of the show so if you want to play that hit hit us up on twitter we'd love to put a group together it's a big online multiplayer game so sweet what about you guys um so i basically played a lot of the same stuff i haven't had a lot of extra time to play video games this week so played a lot of the same things uh playing through mass effect andromeda some of the Spiderware games I've been playing through, but uh, one it, one game on my Steam library. So I've been playing through my Steam library, and I decided that I was going to just kind of. I have three games in a row that are all by the Spiderware software guy, and they're big RPG games. They're going to take me a while to work through, so I think I'm going to just kind of work at those as I go along. You're like, you're like so I like a fan, Rob. I love it. Yeah, seriously. I know. I, I I talk him up a lot. I hope he gives me some free swag or something. I'd love it. <laughs> But uh, I actually jumped ahead in my library, and so let it be known, as of May, what is today, the 23rd? 23rd. May 23rd, Rob has left the A's in his Steam library. All right. Bravo. So five, almost six months and almost halfway into the year, you finally made it out of one letter. <laughs> letter? Yeah. To be. Doing pretty good. Well, you know, and That's I mean, obviously some letters have less 
games than others. Like, I don't think I have any games that start with you. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at that earlier. But okay. I played this game. It's called Back to Bed. It's an indie game. It's kind of a plat- like a puzzle type game. Uh, the main character, you are like this weird dog, like ghost thing. I'm not even entirely sure. It was like, dog it was kind of cool. dog ghost. Like it was weird because it was like a Picasso painting, painting in video game form. Um, and you you play as this dog, and what you're trying to do is your owner has uh, narcolepsy. Basically, they fall asleep anywhere and will sleepwalk, and you have to guide them to his bed. <laughs> that is literally the whole premise of the game. I played it for, I, I made this challenge and I said I would play every game for about 20 minutes. I played it for about 20 minutes and I think my Steam library says I played it for 40 minutes, but I left it in the menu for probably 20 of those okay. minutes because it was just kind of, yeah, it wasn't very fun. I'll be honest. <laughs> it was just one concept and you gotta go it was back just the one it. concept. It wasn't great it, in, you know, I love, you know, you guys know me, I love story, but I don't mind, I like playing some puzzle games, I love kind of the challenge of puzzle games, and this was just one that didn't grab me at all. Okay. So someone That's was like, enough. you know those escort missions everyone loves? Let's make a game out of that. <laughs> right? Literally, it is an oh, escort mission bad. game. Oh, that's so funny. Nice. So, Alright, well, I'm kind of similar to you, Rob, I haven't had a lot of time to play video games this week, been pretty busy past week um still kind of just slowly working my way through breath of the wild i have almost solved the memories i think i need like three more and then once i do that i'm gonna go to the castle finally and beat ganon um so i'm getting close finally. to actually finishing the game finally i have your, uh, um, time, then i'll go back and get the restraint. uh last i checked it was over 100 hours i must it might be like 105 now i'm not oh, sure nice. but over 100 for sure that's awesome and uh yeah so, it's a fantastic game. Did you think you'd play over 100 hours in this Zelda game and not have finished it yet? And not because uh, like, you couldn't beat something, but just because you wanted to keep exploring and there's so yeah. much to do? Yeah, I, I wouldn't think that would be possible to do that. Like, uh, Skyward Sword was a pretty long game. I put a lot of time into it. I kind of took my time with it. And I beat it in, I think, 60, 60 hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, and wow, then, so you're like over that by 40 hours into this yeah. one. You haven't even beaten it yet. Yeah, I haven't even technically been yet. So, That's great. Yeah, good problem to have. Good problem to have. It is. <laughs> it is indeed. So uh, that and Mario Kart Eight and playing played a little bit more Abzu, which is still really cool. Nice. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna try that this weekend. I have a a day off of work, and so I'm gonna check Abzu out. Make sure you uh, download that and Tales of the Borderlands if you have PS Plus. Um, those are free throughout. The next week. Um, but yeah, I think that about wraps up our show. Um, like I said, you can find us on Twitter at Haylisten underscore games. And uh, should we let them know what we're doing uh, next week? I think it's, it's pretty exciting. Ooh, uh, it is pretty yeah, exciting. I think we should drop it. All right. So um, if you are listening live right now, you get to be the first to know. Um, next week, um, we said we had some fun stuff planned leading up to episode 50. Episode 49, next Tuesday, 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific. We will be having a special guest on our show. We'll be having the lead designer and creator of the hit indie game Rivals of Aether um, on our show. His name is uh, Dan, and he's going to be joining us next week, and we're going to be talking to him about the show. So let us know if you have any questions for Dan. Uh, You can throw this at us on our Twitter, and we would love to to chat with him about those but yeah i i met him a met him a year or two ago at a xbox indie event and um if you don't know rivals it's basically a kind of a tribute smash bros fighting game it's out on steam and xbox one and so that'll be fun we'll have a a really fun time with him there so you do not want to miss it it's going to be awesome and uh we we are looking forward to that it's going to be a lot of fun so be sure to tune in next week yeah it'll be fun so uh it'll be awesome we are going to leave you guys with the Bulldoors Realm music from the Snake Pass official soundtrack. And with that, we will let David Wise's sweet, sweet nostalgic melodies carry you away. Hope to see you next week as we talk Rivals of Aether. Have a good week, guys. See ya.